Full Service Radio is proudly supported and hosted by Simplecast, the easiest way for a podcast creator to publish and distribute audio on the internet. For more information, visit Simplecast.com. Welcome to BYT Radio. My name is Brandon Weatherby. This episode is a lot of fun, and I had uh, a really good time chatting with both of our guests. Uh, It's with Andy Bixby from Jack Rose, a wonderful, wonderful bar, and Adams Morgan down the street from the Line Hotel, where we record this at Full Service Radio. That's the first part of the show. We talk about cocktails. And the second part of the show is Baltimore's finest DDM. DDM is a hip-hop artist out of Baltimore. He is a soon-to-be fashion icon, and we've been a fan of DDM on British Young Things since at least 2012. He's been performing uh, with us on and off since 2014. Uh, you might know him from what he did last year when he read Amorosa's book and became sort of a viral uh, celebrity person that reads books, but uh, we know him as a musician, and he is really, really good, and he's got a brand new record that came out on July 3rd, and on this Saturday, he'll be part of Bent, the LGBTQ party at 930 Club, so uh, clearly that is the event of the weekend in Washington, D.C., but the first half of the show is about delicious cocktails at Jack Rose, and uh, because we know that you're really here for DDM, no offense to uh, anybody at Jack Rose, but your cocktails are delicious, but DDM makes wonderful, wonderful music. Uh, we're going to put DDM at the second part of the show, so you actually listen to the entire thing. But Andrew is a very good mixologist, bartender, whatever he wants to call himself is what he is. And uh, what he's been doing for the uh, Yas Beach uh, Wednesday night specials at Jack Rose is quite good. And um, it's like all of the good parts of Ocean City, Maryland, without actually having to go to Secret. So we're going to start with Andy Bixby. This is Less Live at Jack Rose. Why should anyone care about beach drinks? Or do you care about beach drinks? Absolutely. Why? We're we're landlocked. I mean, yeah, we, we have, are. We have we've got a river. We've got we've got some like space that sure. you can see water. Sure. But I just I just spent a week at the beach doing intensive research on oh, yeah. on, on this on this category. Uh, we stay, Ocean City. Uh, we stay in Ocean City, but we we frequent the place that we stay the most for the the week is Bethany. So who's the we in this? Is the Jack Rose staff? No, no, no. This is actually this is me personal. Oh, this, this, you, this, this is, is my personal. Yeah, this is this is a sabbatical that I needed okay. to do to make sure that we were ready for Yas Beach. Okay. Um, no, every year my family goes to uh, Ocean City for the Fourth of July. That's nice. Uh, yeah, it's it's been a family trip for the long. Like when I was a kid, it was like, oh god, okay, we're going. But at least it's the beach. But for the last six years, I've been with my now fiance, and it's been really the only vacation that that we really look forward to. Um, it's a week with my insane nuclear family and then the rest of my dad's side of the family um but like i said we stay in ocean city go down to bethany we do crabs every year we do a big crab feast um i normally end up making some cocktail and bring it down last year i did a keg thing because i was like i'm not dealing with you hooligans i'm just gonna put this in a thing and we're just gonna we're just gonna pour all week i'll keep this on ice here we go um but so what did you do this year 
This year, uh, this year I brought down uh, supplies to make banana daiquiris. I brought down margarita mix, or like a, a house margarita with lime, like a lime cordial that I did, uh, Cointreau, uh, same kind of grapefruit curacao that I was that I was doing out here. Sure. Um, and then got tequila, and I, I did everything. So like while we're there, I can like. You know, I'll make a picture of something and I'll be like, alright, here we go, go, and then I'm gonna sit down and I'm gonna have my drinks. I'm gonna have my time, and then I'll come back out and I'll make some I'll make some more. I'm never not working. I'm never not not bevving it up for somebody. Does your family appreciate this or are they just like, just give me jello shots and Miller Lite and we're good, man? <laughs> I think there's a beautiful balance. I think at the same time we all we, like all of us are just as fine, like until until the diagnosis for celiac, Bud Light Lime. That was like our crab yeah, feast. Sure. That was our crab feast beer. We crushed that. We, you know, we're we are we're at the beach. Yeah. The the goal of the beach is to sit back, relax, and maybe take away some of take away from some of the uh, normal standards and strictures that you might sure. have for for beverage consumption. And let's just relax. And that's kind of the purpose of beach cocktails. It's like. But instead, you decided to make a banana boat daiquiri. Yeah. I mean, and a look, margarita that's not just margarita mix <laughs> and Jose Cuervo. I, I, you know, if if I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it. I'm not. I, well, you don't have to do it. This is I optional. Don't. You're right. You're right. You're right. I know. Um, well, <laughs> they've a lot of my family um, that well, actually, even the ones that live far away, they they came down and they would frequent dram and they would come down and, and try the cocktails and and you know again. If we're not drinking those things on a, on a daily basis, that's fine. But they come down and they want to experience. Sure. They want it. They want to learn about what I'm doing and why why it takes. Uh, 24 hours to make a milk punch and what the hell a milk punch is what do you mean you put milk and lemon juice together that's gross that curls let me tell you it's better than what you think it is okay so what's on the menu for Yas Beach that sounds disgusting but in fact is glorious I mean personally I think it's I, I think it's the dirty yeah, banana what I think that's the hardest thing for a guest to, to, to read you so got so there's what uh, three snow cones three busy snow cones cocktails and then five beers uh, I think six beers total, including Coors Light, just in case you want if you want to come in and grab a, a, a bucket of Coors, you can do it. But let's be honest, that's a waste of your money. Because you can still get Trogues, Raspberry Yeah, you can sour. get really good beer. You can get raw, Groove yeah. City. Like, there's there's better things So let's we not get. bury Coors Light. That being said, <laughs> this cocktail, out of the five that I have, which is way too many, this is very, very good. And I love this. And I don't know if I can make this at home. So will you walk us through this? Absolutely. So this is... Uh, you can find a recipe, pretty much a breakdown of this in Difford's Guide. You can find this on liquor.com, a dirty banana. This is uh, technically a Jamaican classic. The only reason I know about it is because I'm a Maryland boy, and Secrets is 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 a frequent of any time I'm down at the beach. Sure. Again, part of my research uh, week was, my research practicum was, was going down and, and going to Secrets and just really seeing the nitty-gritty of the dirty banana down there. Um, and... You know, when you go there, you've got a you've got a hangover-inducing, probably low low tier banana liqueur and all these things, just extra high fructose corn syrup. But for this, you can totally make this at home. So this is like a classy version of oh a yeah, super yeah, yeah, yeah. Drink. yeah exactly. Okay. I wanted I wanted to say, hey, you can't get the beach here, but at least you can get a DC quality cocktail with the feels of the beach, with the okay. inspiration of the beach. So for the people listening, who have no idea what we're talking about. What Absolutely. is what are we talking about? So. Our dirty banana is going to be uh, Bacardi Superior Rum. Then we're making uh, coffee liqueur. Classically, you'd be using Kahlua or, again, something probably lower tier if you're going into a place like Secrets. Um, so what I wanted to do was still have all that bold coffee flavor, but provide a little bit more layers and balance. Okay. So we're using cold brew concentrate as our base, and we're sweetening that up with equal parts sugar. So we're pretty much making a cold brew concentrate syrup. 
Okay. Then to that, we're adding green chartreuse, uh, Amaro di Angostura, a little bit of a Verna, uh, Jay Rieger's Cafe Amaro, which is going to provide our bitterness and it's going to really pump up that rich coffee flavor, but pull away on the inevitable sweetness that will come once the full cocktail is, is built. So you're using at least six ingredients, not including ice. Just, just in the coffee liqueur. Just I'm in the using coffee that. liqueur. Just in the coffee liqueur. Then we're adding Gaffard's Benin de Brazil, fresh banana puree, Bacardi Superior rum, milk, heavy cream, a little bit of sugar, and then cold brew concentrate directly into the cup when we're pouring it in. That's a lot. Yes. That's that's why you come here to drink that. Sure. That's why you come here, have it for $9, and enjoy the hell out of this. Yeah, as yeah. opposed to having to buy seven different bottles of things, and heavy cream, and milk, and bananas, and do all that. So, an at-home recipe, you'd be using like an ounce and a half of rum, one ounce of banana liqueur, an ounce of milk, half an ounce of cream, uh, I'd say about a half an ounce of simple syrup. Take a whole banana, throw that all into the blender, blend it up, then add ice, blend that up, one ounce of coffee liqueur, go to town. This you is, got yourself a dirty banana. This is great. This is the best thing I had today. <laughs> Thank you. That being said, you did really fancy things with uh, snow cones, which to me screams the opposite of fancy. Specifically the first one you served us, which was the cherry one. It was essentially, you said an old fashioned, but like a snow cone. So the question is, uh, do you feel like you're either ruining an old fashioned by turning it into a snow cone? <laughs> or should people actually consider snow cone cocktails like a thing? I, I think, okay, as, as snow cone cocktails being a thing, I think that it is a really fun medium to use to provide a beverage for a guest. I think that being said, it's a very tricky thing to do. It is not just crush some ice, pour some booze, pour a syrup, pour something else. Because the more and more ingredients you're using like that, the thinner and thinner you're making your, your actual final product. Okay. So what you really, what my struggle for the snow cones was not flavors, was not how I want them to taste, because I know I want fruit, I know I want nostalgic, reminiscent flavor profiles of things of summer. That's easy. How do I get it to not just look like water and ice in a glass? Yeah. Like, how do I get this texture right? So we tried juices, we tried fresh fruits, we tried puree. Settled on puree. We're having everything strained out, so everything is, is in a nice, uh, cohesive texture, so I'm not worried about that. And then, all right, cool. Now I have this great fruit component. How do I get the viscosity to still match up with that puree viscosity? So uh, I tried a couple of different styles of, I guess, viscosity increasers or um, different thickening agents. Uh, I tried gum arabic. Liked it. Uh, definitely became too difficult to pour. What is that? What's gum? That's so, the thing you see yeah. on labels, but I don't know what that yeah. actually is. Um, gum Arabic is actually going to be the uh, powdered sap from the acacia tree. So uh, what it... Okay, do I pick that up at Safeway? Where do I find uh, gum? Can you find it? No, I where would, could you, I where would you pick that up? I would... I'd be surprise sure. if you couldn't get it at Whole Foods. Okay, so Whole Foods. Now, okay. yeah, right, I'm not saying walk into the corner bodega and you're going to find a big jar of gum Arabic just laying around, just scoop up a pound if you want it. But at Whole Foods. But yeah. you probably can get it at Whole Foods, guaranteed Amazon, 100% well, Amazon. Everything. Exactly. So if we want to give Bezos the money, we can do it. But we don't have to. You can probably find it in other places. Health food stores will probably have it. Um, uh, raw raw food places, because it's, it can be used as a great emulsifier and... and uh, 
viscosity increaser for like smoothies and things like that. Fresh okay. juices. If you're if you're a cold pressed juicer, you can do the, those. Okay. Things. So really, its purpose, its function, is to act as an emulsifier. Um, and really, in cocktails, what it provides is a really nice like velvety texture. But if you go too much into it, you start getting into really really viscous and really difficult to okay. pour problems. So that's where I found out gum arabic is not right. Then xanthan gum, which is in the same family, but much more potent and definitely a different style of texturalizer. Um, this provides, uh, it almost makes, if you use the wrong amount of xanthan in something, it almost makes things kind of come out like a, an Adwala smoothie, where like you have this like bubbly texture, sure, sure. like this bubbly viscosity to it. It's not, but it shouldn't be bubbly. Sure. There's no reason that it should be bubbly. This is not a carbonated drink, but it, it feels like your, your tongue has to push through those bubbles. Sure. So that was my downfall with xanthan. So my final came down to glucose. Um, glucose syrup by itself has a lower is lower on the glycemic index, so we're not adding that much sweetness, but we're getting this insanely gloopy, gloppity substance that then blends together with the liquid You're aspects. You're making this sound not appealing. <laughs> when you're working with it, it is it is uh, it is a difficult thing to work with, and that's why I'm that's why I'm going to tie this back around and say, I think snow cones are great. Okay, I think it's a really awesome method for cocktails. Again, I think it is something that takes a lot of work to to really finalize and 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 create what you want out of your texture. Because you're here, because you're at, you're good. Because you're here, because can we talk about the Imperial at all? Uh, yeah. Sure. Because you're at another in theory fancy place. Yeah. Do you feel like you have to make things more complicated than they can be? Do you feel like you have to do something no one else is doing? Uh, yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, do I do I think that I need to make things uh, overly circuitous and more complicated than necessary? No. Do I understand that in today's market, in the climate of the service industry and what guests expect from the service industry? They don't, they're not going to come out. They're not going to make it uh, a priority in their life to come out to your establishment if you're doing something that they can do at home. Yeah. If they can replicate this easily enough, which is not, a, is not to say that you shouldn't make things that are replicable for guests, but well, yeah, everything like I can make head, it old fashioned at home. Absolutely. That's not tough. And I will give you my exact specs, breakdown of everything if you ever want to be like, if you come in and say, man, Jack Rose's Old Fashioned is my favorite old fashioned. Yeah, yeah. I will tell you exactly how to do it. If you come down to Dray McGrain, I will tell you exactly how to make a cocktail. But do you really want to buy the $800 spinzol so that you can clarify out the ginger and the lemon juice so that you can make a clarified ginger beer so that you can make a lower ABV fortified style mule for next door where we're, where we're focusing on that? No. Yeah. So come in and let me do it for you. I'm here for that. That's what I love to do. That's why I do this. So do I need to make things more complicated? No. Do I need to do something that will definitely separate me from what the home bartender or the or what the guest's expectation is? You're damn right I do. That's great. Uh, final two questions. If you go to Secrets, what do you order? Starting with a dirty banana. banana. I mean, I know it's going to be a hangover, but I'm going to get that in first, and then I go to the crushes. What's your all-day uh, beach beer? Ooh. Oh, it has to be readily available. i got to give the plug. I, it's changed my life. Natterdays. 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 What is, is that? God, I'm so, like, I'm saying this in a public forum. Is Natterdays paying you? I, no, and I kind of wish they were. What, what do I need to do to get them to pay me? Is it Natty it is, it is Natty Light. Natty so, Light. what, okay, let's just, let, let me just read you the copy that is on the box. It is strawberry lemonade and drinking beer. 
Alright. Two words I'd never seen put together on a box of something. What is drinking beer? Are you then by then saying that other Natty Light is not drinking beer? Or are you using a lower quality beer than Natty Light and calling it drinking beer? I don't know what this is. I'm not sure. But it is strawberry lemonade beer and oh my god. It's perfect. It, hot summer day. It's 4.2% alcohol. I literally should be paid by them. Because it's... I, I will... I will stand behind Natterdays. That's perfect. I had like four of them, had four of them at shenanigans, and I was just like, I'm feeling great. I'm loving life. It's no crabs, let's go to town. Every Wednesday through July and August, Jack Rose will be offering specials uh, for those drinks for wonderful, wonderful photos by Nicholas Carlin. Go to brightestyoungthings.com to look at those. Uh, the Jack Rose team uh, makes quite, quite good drinks. We're very much looking forward to their, fingers crossed, soon-to-open bar restaurant around the corner, but we won't talk about that until it's actually about to happen. Something that's actually happening this weekend at 930 Club. Bent is back for their uh, quarterly party at 930 Club, like we said. Uh, DDM is part of it. We love DDM. Uh, Beautiful Gowns is his brand new EP. Uh, It's currently available on Spotify and all streaming platforms. You've been hearing a little bit of it. And uh, great, great, great performer. I cannot recommend him enough. You could see him once again this Saturday at 930 Club, hosted by Pussy Noir, someone who's been on this show multiple times, someone who's also been at BYT events for quite a long time. Easily the show of the night, 930 Club, Saturday, July 13th. Here's our chat with DDM. Hey, buddy, how are you? Hey, what's going on? It's been a minute. I know, right? Uh, You're doing well now. I'm working on this coming together. Before we chatted today, I looked up when BYT started covering you. We've been covering you since 2012, and you've the first BYT thing you ever did was in 2014, and it's 2019, and people now are like getting to know who you are. Do you feel like this is a right. long time coming, or do you feel like things are right on track? Um, right on track because I'm not stupid anymore. I actually am able to handle it. You know? Were you okay? You said were you stupid before? Um, I was very green, um, and I don't think I was ready for what I was asking for. What are you asking for now? Are you asking for anything in specifically? I was always asking God to make me a star, to make me a culture shifter, and that's a big ask. And when you ask for something like that, you got to be able to handle what you get so what did you get when we first started covering you in 2012 in the early part of the decade what were you getting back I was getting good reception I think people always liked me I think I was always a good performer but it's about having that total package knowing who you are inside and out being comfortable in all spaces and being able to own who you are no matter what's going on or who's in the room. Do you feel like that has changed at all in the past few oh, years? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Do you think that I'm you're... I'm not scared. You, so you were scared before? This industry is a very frightening thing. It's a big monster. And, um... When you're talking to all of these people and all of these, you know, life changers and, you know, sharks, it can be a lot when you're just a boy from Baltimore City, you know? 
Um, now I'm not scared anymore. Quite frankly, I really don't care. It's like whatever. It, it what you see is what you get. Do you feel like you maybe have more freedom and more confidence because you didn't leave Baltimore? Um, I've traveled to different places, but I think I got the luxury by being Baltimore-based. I got the luxury to really learn who I was so that when I did go to, like, the New York, the Los Angeles, and I went to those places, I didn't lose who I was. And I was able to still hold on to my core values and my core frame of mind, you know? You did have a brush with fame for non-musical reasons in the past eight, two years. Um, are you happy with how the the readings have gone, uh, or, or does it? Do you do you wish that was a different person because your music doesn't really get involved with that aspect of your life? Does that make sense? Oh yeah, I get where you're going with it. Yeah, um, absolutely. Um, without the readings, like. Even when I look at my numbers now, Beautiful Gowns, just on Spotify, is over 10,000, almost 11,000 streams in less than a week. And that's just Spotify. That's not including Apple Music, Tidal, and all those places. The video is at about 40K with no major press or promotion. That's all because of those readings. I wouldn't have been able to have 13,000 YouTube subscribers without those books. Those books were an inadvertent blessing. And what those books did was it made people like me for me so that when it was time to put this record out, it wasn't me trying to figure out my setting or what I think people want to hear from me. I was able to put my 100% personality in it, and people love me just for that. Do you have anyone that you look up to in terms of a career who's not necessarily a musician, not necessarily a storyteller, a cultural figure that you try to emulate that you could learn from their uh, missteps possibly? Um, a couple people. I think Pavarotti, Luciano Pavarotti is one of my chief influences as far as being able to shift culture change the conversation about beauty standards and what it is to be famous, a sex symbol, and a a, a big figure in multiple arenas. You can have a cooking commercial, a cooking show. You can sing opera. You can do clothing. You can do merchandise. I love Pavarotti for that. And you can be a humanitarian. Go figure. You can actually be a good goddamn human being. Um, I think another person who I think if I wanted to model my career after would be somebody like a Queen Latifah um, uh, or, you know, maybe even Elton John to a certain degree mm-hmm. musically. Um, but those Pavarotti, Queen Latifah, Elton, those are definitely my go-to's. Uh, seeing you live is really fun because there's actually uh, choreography planned and you don't think of choreography when you think of your budget and that's not a knock on your budget that's just when you see a show at a certain venue you don't think of choreography but you have choreography occasionally you have dancers uh, do you feel like you're you're getting the 
the the support, be it from yourself or a label or something like that, to achieve what you want to see when you think of a DDM presentation? Um, I think for what I've been able to pull off with no label support, no major investor has been amazing. The shows and productions that I put on over the past five years, I look back at them and I'm like, bitch, how did I do that? You know what I'm saying? Um, I think with this project and the reception, like this is the first project where people are literally repeat listening. They're tagging it. You know, London is one of my top cities as far as my analytics is concerned. I think this project is the flag in the ground. This is where it actually starts. I think those previous years were growing years for me, me figuring it out and growing and 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 owning who I was, owning that craft and that skill set. I think Beautiful Gowns is the first flag in the ground officially. So I think budget-wise and investment-wise, that's going to change um, with this project going forward. Are you still into as to into fashion as much as you used to be? Do you still care about that aspect of it? Oh, absolutely! Look at my album cover. When have you ever seen a plus-size fat man? with blonde finger waves, gold front, pink background, and balloon font. That's fashion in itself. That could easily be a cover of a foreign art fashion magazine. Well, also the video for He Said, She Said. You're, right. There's a lot of references to other uh, iconic hip-hop, either albums or uh, record covers or uh, magazine covers in there as well. Yeah, you have the... And it's funny because people... It's one scene with me and the two guys in the formation. Mm -hmm. And it's funny how history is interpreted because a rap, a rap, a rap uh, fan or somebody who grew up in the hip hop generation will say that's death row records. Yeah. Uh, 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 A rock fan or just an overall music historian would say, oh, my God, he did Queen, Bohemian Rhapsody. So it's it's so many different ways that you can interpret things um, with any musician, and it's something that that comes with the territory until you build up enough of your own repertoire with the public. They're always going to compare you to something. At least people are comparing it to something great. So I'm very happy about that. Um, And you got to pay homage to the people that influenced you. I would be a fool to sit here and say, oh, I just magically, you know, became this person just, you know, by just living. You know, that's just not the case. So the reason why we're chatting is because this Friday, uh, no, I apologize, this Saturday at 930 Club is uh, bent. It's a quarterly uh, party, and you're performing at 930 Club, and you absolutely belong on stage at the 930 Club. And uh, if I if I offend you in any way with this question, I'd apologize. But when I think of DDM, I don't necessarily think of a gay artist or a straight artist or a trans artist. I think of a, a person uh, that's a performer and that happens to be gay. So I haven't seen you at a specifically LGBTQ-friendly event. I've just seen you perform. Now, I know that you've also performed at Prides and stuff like that. So does this come into play when you're thinking of the set list when you're thinking of the performance that I'm at this specific LGBTQ party or a DDM set is a DDM set is a DDM set a DDM set is a DDM set is a DDM set Um, the thing (laughs) thing with my performance style and how I am as a person 
and, and I, I think this is why it took me so long to get to this point, was because I never want to be the artist that is a different person depending on who I'm around. I want to be like, you know how Barbie is. A Barbie is a Barbie, whether she's in a nursing uniform or out on a safari. It's still that Barbie brand. I want to be DDM whether I'm in a battle, a gay club, a festival, overseas. I want to be that same brand that can coexist in any space. That's perfect. Um, Beautiful Gown is available all streaming platforms, all that good stuff. You're going to be at 930 Club uh, this Saturday. Is there anything else this summer that you want people to know about you? Should they follow you on Instagram? You're pretty revealing on Instagram. You were, you, uh, what, two posts ago, you were talking about your doubts and almost giving up last year. Uh, what right. else do you want people to know about you? I, I want people to know that I try to be a good person. I want people to know that the person that they see online is the person that they see in real life. Um, it's a hundred percent authentic and it's a person that you can be proud to support and happy to support. Um, but that's because you're looking at a person who's a human being. I'm not a product. I'm not some copious brand with a shadow puppet master behind me. You're talking to the real deal of everyday person that just had a dream and that's a little awkward. Four more things to do this weekend. Go to brightestyoungthings.com and click on our best weekend bets. They are published every single Thursday. My name is Brandon Weatherby. I do those. I host this show. Thanks for listening and have a wonderful night. Thanks for listening to this program on Full Service Radio, broadcasting and recording from the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan, Washington, D.C. Full-service radio programming can be accessed live and archived on fullserviceradio.org. Our talk programming is available on most podcast apps like iTunes and Stitcher, and our DJ sets are available on mixcloud.com slash fullserviceradio. Full-service radio features over 30 weekly shows and over 50 local hosts covering every topic imaginable. If you want to be a guest or get involved, email us at info at fullserviceradio.org. Follow us on Twitter at Full Service RDO, on Instagram and Facebook at Full Service Radio. Thanks for listening.